What is the relationship between awareness and thinking? Awareness is the space in which thoughts exist when that space has become conscious of itself. Let me repeat that. What is the relationship between awareness and thinking? Awareness is the space in which thoughts exist when that space has become conscious of itself. Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandro Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. We're almost done with this amazing book, folks. And I am shocked by this particular chapter. A lot of things resonated. I had to read some things twice again because at first I was like, what? And then I was like, oh my God, let me read that one more time because, you know, I I just want to take it all in. I want to drink it all in, all in. We can hear the message multiple times and it, it is it is when we are ready and, and the right messenger comes along that our minds open up to the information. So this chapter is about purpose and let's get started. First, Eckhart writes, your life has an inner purpose and an outer purpose. Inner purpose concerns being and is primary. Outer purpose concerns doing and is secondary. So the outer purpose is your job, career, your earth life, and your inner purpose is the reason why you're here on earth. He continues, your inner purpose is to awaken. Simple as that. You share that purpose with every other person on the planet because it is the purpose of humanity. So the form, the outer purpose, is the shell of our lives, so to speak. The core is our inner purpose. And this is interesting because this is where we find ourselves thinking that to do something specific and follow a specific path, the ego, and then we find ourselves not liking it or being a miserable or it being a miserable decision. And why? Because we were not aligned with what is really, truly us. We were following what we were told. And even though our gut instinct was saying, no, this doesn't feel right, we did it anyway. We followed our minds. We were living in our lives on trigger mode. We were seeking something and fell in love with the journey and the story of the underdog. Once we got what we wanted, nothing made sense anymore. And we wake up one day realizing that this is not what we wanted. Why? Why did we do this? How did we get here? (laughs) That's the first episode of the podcast, season one, episode one. And this whole podcast is based on that realization. I, I started the first episode on season one talking about this. How did we get here? How did I get to this point? And all of a sudden, it was like the food didn't even taste the same. I got everything I thought I wanted. I worked very hard to get to where I was. I got my citizenship, lived in the country I always wanted to live in, had at some point three agents, was hustling, doing theater. At some point, I was doing one play and rehearsing for the next, auditioning for commercials, and even booked my first SAG commercial and was getting paid a lot for that. Even then, I was feeling down something was off. I kept negotiating with myself and I was pushing myself to stay in that working environment because I thought that is what I wanted and had invested my whole life into my career. To me, it was a sin to quit, to think about quitting. My dad had invested so much money too. I couldn't betray him. Well, that's how I felt at the time. 
I had taken my acting career and it was in my mind, my acting career was so serious, was so me. I was basically it. My identity had become my career and what, I'm just going to let it all go because I don't feel like it fulfills my needs and I don't feel like it resonates with me anymore? Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as the pandemic hit, I, I knew what to do. Against what of my agents advised, you know, I, I had to let them go. Again, everything is documented on season one. And I had to start from scratch. And, you know, here we are. It, it felt right. I was not fighting with myself. I knew I had to let go of the old thought pattern of everything having to be perfect. And But I, I, I didn't give myself a chance to just go ahead and do it. You know, if I hadn't taken that leap of faith, I, I was never going to be sure. I was always going to question things and I was going to be miserable. And uh, so that, that is what it takes to take a leap of faith. Take a risk. And if I thought, let's say, down the line that, you know, and I did a couple times, but if I had at some point said, you know what, I made a mistake, I, I could just pop back into the life of, you know, being a, a, a quote-unquote artist and do theater and all that. But it, at some point, I was like, I'm just trying to go back to what feels familiar, but that's not what I want. Eckhart continues. It's a great quote. Finding and living in alignment with the inner purpose is the foundation for fulfilling your outer purpose. It's the basis for your for true success. Without that alignment, you can still achieve certain things through effort, struggle, determination, and sheer hard work or cunning. But there is no joy in such endeavor, and it invariably ends in some form of suffering. So are you right now doing something you love? And I know we all have to pay bills, trust me. Uh, I have had many jobs in my lifetime that most of my peers, but are you giving yourself the space to do something you love or are you on that burnout diet where all your energy is invested in your work and making money? Is there a timeline that there's nothing wrong with that? Hey, if you like it, I love it. But is there a timeline? How much money do you need before you back off a little bit and do something you enjoy? We will always sacrifice ourselves for what we think we want or need. We would rather have a paycheck than a good, stable life. Because we believe stability is money. Now, this doesn't mean you quit tomorrow and then play the victim card. It means you at least question your life choices a little bit and find a good middle ground for yourself and for the matrix. Once you begin to detach from the everyday life a little bit and heal, that's when you wake up. Tolle says, awakening is a shift consciousness in which thinking and awareness separate. So when you think you do not know if it's really you, when you think, you do not know if it's really you talking or the thoughts of, of your parents or society. Becoming even aware of this is a big step towards awakening. For some, the awakening happens as they, as they suddenly become aware of the kinds of thoughts they habitually think, especially persisting negative thoughts that they may have been identified with all of their lives. So what do you tell yourself about yourself and where have you heard it before 
or how did you come to that conclusion? How do you define success in your life? Or what do you believe your life should be like? You heard that from somewhere, too, or someone taught you that, right? What if you were wrong? Can you be open to that idea? Do not, do not answer right away. That's going to be ego talk. Just let it be. So just think about it. Can you be open to being wrong about how your life should be or look like? Many people who are going through the early stages of the awakening process are no longer certain what their outer purpose is. Hello? What drives the world no longer drives them. Seeing the madness of our civilization so clearly, they may feel somewhat alienated from the culture around them. Some feel that they inhabit a no-man's land between two worlds. They are no longer run by the ego. Yet the arising awareness has not yet become fully integrated into their lives. Inner and outer purpose have not merged. So, if you go through this, you're not alone. You may think you are, but you're not. And leaning into the unknown is what helps us go through that breakthrough mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hate not knowing. That's, that's a fact of my life. And I hate not having a plan. It gives me, it makes me shake. But life thinks otherwise, so I have to be comfortable with that. I have to let go of my old thought patterns and become comfortable with potentially not getting a deposit every two weeks. My gut instinct says to take a breath and write. I did the same thing for a year, quit, and, you know, got a new job every single time, and it got me nowhere. I am back to where I started. I am literally in the same spot. Same time, same spot. It was summer. 2021, it's summer 2022. But inside, the wisdom, the perspective has changed. If you ignore your inner purpose, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, even if it looks spiritual, the ego will creep into how you do it. And so the means will corrupt the end. The common saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, points to this truth. Fulfilling your primary purpose is laying the foundation for a new reality, a new earth. Once that foundation is there, your external purpose becomes charged with spiritual power because your aims and intentions will be one with the evolutionary impulse of the universe. Woo! That's a mouthful. So stop thinking about what your inner or outer purpose is or should be that's where we get it wrong and follow your instincts to some extent stop thinking about life like it's some sort of group of deadlines we need to meet constantly because life is not that it's not the way to live and again i've talked about this before i know a lot of people that jumped into being a parent and marrying young because they knew that is what they were meant to do and others knew they were not going to have any type of career so they just said fuck it let me be a parent and find my purpose through my kids and that is the reality of many Think about the people in your life and tell me that's not true. Because we either dive into the career pool or we go to the housewife route, well, back in the day, but back in my day, and we truly believe we will find happiness in either route. 
forgetting that what matters is how we are on the inside, how we are on the inside reflects on the outside, because all of our decisions and our behaviors or actions will be informed by informed by what is happening inside. Tolle says, this, oh, this is a great one. Ready? The negation of time, and we're not speaking of clock time, but of psychological time, which is the mind's deep-seated habit of seeking the fullness of life in the future where it cannot be found and ignoring the only point of access to it, the present moment. When you look upon what you do or where you are as the main purpose of your life, you negate time. This is enormously empowering. I am sweating bullets because this chapter, chapter 9, it, I think it's the one that resonated with me the most. So we've talked about this before. To the ego, this moment is the enemy. We need to plan, project, wrestle, etc. because this moment is not enough. We need to constantly imagine the future or live our lives with the what-ifs. Right now, I want to be as clear as possible. Whatever you're thinking about, it doesn't exist but in your mind. The only real moment right now is right this second, as I finish saying second. This doesn't mean you don't have plans for your future or a calendar in your phone or office that tells you what you will be doing next. What it means is that even though there are things that need to be accomplished, your attention is in the now. N-O-W, now. Because this moment will inform that meeting or your lunch date or whatever you do in your life. The future is a compilation of the now. It is the sum of a lot of this moment. So why not build it by, by paying attention to it? Eckhart says, whatever you do takes time. And yet it is always now. Oh, it's such a good quote. He continues, while, while your inner purpose is to negate time, your outer purpose necessarily involves future and so could not exist without time. But it's always secondary. Whenever you become anxious or stressed, outer purpose has taken over and you lost sight of your inner purpose. You have forgotten that your state of consciousness is primary. All else is secondary. So the paradox is that the foundation for greatness is honoring the small things of the present moment instead of pursuing the idea of greatness. The present moment is always small in the sense that it's always simple, but concealed within it lies the greatest power. You need to get this book. My goodness, I'm shifting and doing all this and that because it's true. Continue. So... Deal with what is so you can enjoy what will be, right? So are you following along why this moment is the most important moment ever and then the next one and so on and so forth? During my acting, my time acting, I remember that we had to work on scenes from plays or movies and we had to dissect the whole to get to the bottom of what was happening in the character's mind and in the scene as a whole. So we would break it into beats, 
So what's my, and then we'll have to ask ourselves, what's my intention? How do I get what I want? What is my biggest obstacle? What tactics do I use? Which is how you go about getting what you want. Why now? And we had to determine when the intentions changed, when the tactics changed and why things were being said. And in that scene, we could have the overall purpose of two people talking to each other and contained in it were the little changes that informed the overall purpose. So my focus as the scene partner was not get it to was not getting to where I wanted to go. I knew where I wanted to go, but I needed to drop that so I could actively listen to what the other person was saying in order to address it accordingly. So that that is where the beats came into play. One moment we're laughing, the next we're arguing. So my focus was to focus on the moment, on that now. And that is how we learned not to anticipate what the other was going to say or what we needed to say. My lines were not more important than his or hers. So know where you want to go, drop that, and focus on this moment. You do not always have to attach your now with being a wealthy person if that's your goal. Tolle says, anxiety, stress, and negativity cut off from that power. The illusion that you're separate from the power that runs the universe returns. So you feel yourself to be alone again, struggling against something or trying to achieve this or that. But why did anxiety, stress, or negativity arise? Because you turned away from the present moment. And why did you do that? You thought something else was more important. You forgot your main purpose. One small error, one misperception creates a world of suffering. So if your goal is to be famous, which I have encountered a lot of people in California that wanted to be famous, you will suffer because fame doesn't come to you easily or quick enough or when you think it should come. If your goal is to be wealthy, which I have encountered a lot of people that wanted to be wealthy too, then you will have to wait a long time if you play your cards right to to get what you want. So we stop enjoying this moment because we're thinking about the plan. What's the goal? Where am I going? And this is what makes people go crazy sometimes and sacrifice their own being to get there faster whether you want to start scamming people or you sell yourself so that you get clout. And even then, once you achieve what you wanted, you won't be happy. It won't be enough. I'm still to this day thankful that I didn't get any surgeries like rhinoplasty to be specific at a time where having a nose job was super popular in my high school. It was not about my nose or the shape of my face. It was about the opinion I had of my nose, the opinion I had about my face, which was informed by my mother and my friends and family at the time. Had I done that, I would have been in that same place because I would have found something wrong with me. Remember, we're never upset for the reasons we think. The world, the world will tell you, to all the people that love success and money, the world will tell you that success is achieving what you set out to do. It will tell you that success is winning, that finding recognition and or prosperity are essential ingredients in any success, but they are not success. The conventional notion of success is concerned with the outcome of what you do. 
Some say that success is the result of a combination of hard work and luck, or determination and talent, or being in the right place at the right time. What the world doesn't tell you because it doesn't know is that you cannot become successful. You can only be successful. Don't let a mad world tell you that success is anything other than a successful present moment. And what is that? There is a sense of quality in what you do, even the most simple action. Quality implies care and attention, which comes with awareness. Quality requires your presence. Again, talk about a mouthful. But did he lie, though? Is he wrong? So how long before you stop suffering to be successful or you stop sacrificing everything to, for the idea of success? Uh, again, it's really up to you. And you should. it shouldn't involve only career, anything in life. If you have conditioned your happiness to a future event, you have a pretty good idea of what success is. And let me tell you, you're probably wrong, right? So, Eckhart says, this is what I have to do. You wake up one morning and you know what to do. Some people find themselves walking out of an insane work environment or living situation. So, before you discover what works, what is compatible with the awakening consciousness, you may have to find out what is not right, what no longer works, what is incompatible with your inner purpose. Again, oh, it's a good episode. So if you haven't yet listened to the last season I recorded, I talk about this. There is a lot of mental gymnastics that happen once you leave what you know, once you decide to take a risk. And it doesn't come from the mind. It comes from somewhere deeper in you that informs that decision. I've woken up, taken a shower, and given my two weeks notice. I couldn't keep up with my unhappiness and I wanted to be free. In my fear of not getting income, I would jump into another situation at the out and the outcome was the same. Like I said, one year of doing this. Maybe I had to rethink the whole and take a break before making the decision. Instead of coming from a desperate energy, I wanted to write, record, produce the season, and then let it lead me wherever I was going to go or be. Eckhart says, when you become comfortable, which is very hard, with uncertainty, infinite possibilities open up in your life. It means fear is no longer a dominant factor in what you do and no longer prevents you from taking action to initiate change. If uncertainty is unacceptable to you, it turns into fear. If it is perfectly acceptable, it turns into increased aliveness, alertness, and creativity. And let me tell you something. In that moment, you experience freedom. What a good episode. Woo! So, again, thank you so much for listening. Please share and subscribe. And if you want more of this little, you know, quotes and I share some thoughts, you can follow me on Instagram. Everything is in the description box below. And, um, you know, it really makes you think. And, again, change doesn't happen overnight, or it does. It, it's about you. It's not about it. It's about you and what you want to do. And I know people have 
been struggling with making one decision for years and years and years, and they are still st stuck in the same situation. They would rather be unhappy at a job than unhappy without that job, but with the possibility of getting something better. So again, we, we accept certain, certain things and that's just how things are. So let me end the, this episode with this great quote. Um, and then again, if you, if you get the book and if you have different opinions, obviously it's up for interpretation to some extent. But the, the, the truth of the matter is that what we think is important isn't. And we, what we have never thought about is, basically. So this is a great quote and we'll end with this. So Eckhart writes, I want to know the mind of God, Einstein said. The rest are details. What's the mind of God? Consciousness. What does it mean to know the mind of God? To be aware. What are the details? Your outer purpose and whatever happens outwardly. And with that, I say till next time. Bye.